COVID has changed a lot of plans and wrecked complete havoc. And however you're coping, if it's getting extra sleep or if it's starting your own company, it's more than enough. Zara, do you want to just talk about really quickly about how you keep sane during this crazy, crazy time? Yeah, so I think a big thing that students forget in college is the things that really make them happy, hobbies, right? So I really think that at least doing one thing from your hobby per se is important to keep your sanity. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Under Oath, a podcast brought to you and hosted by the organization Women Pursuing Law. I'm Hani Siddiqui, WPL's president. And I'm Zara Kabir, WPL's vice president. Under Oath will aim to shed light on different career paths within law, give you the chance to hear from noted speakers, and show the industry from the POV of a woman. Under Oath will also serve as a platform dedicated to empowering women and non-binary conforming individuals in the law industry. So if that aligns with your ideas, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. On that note, be sure to follow us on our Instagram at UTDWPL and our LinkedIn at UTD Women Pursuing Law. And without further ado, let's get right into this episode. It's your favorite president and vice president of WPL, myself, Hani Siddiqui, and Zara Kabir. Today, we'll be having a holiday special on our personal pre-law journeys at the University of Texas at Dallas. Zara and I get asked questions about our majors, internships, and extracurriculars on a daily basis. So we thought condensing our experiences into this podcast episode would be a fun idea. Zara, any thoughts before we begin? Nothing from me, Hanya. I'm just super excited for this episode and hope our listeners really get to, you know, know us on a more personal level, especially because COVID has been so limiting so far. To introduce myself, I am 19 years old, a sophomore at UTD, and interested in going into either family, corporate, or criminal law. Hanya? Let's see. I'm also 19 years old and a sophomore majoring in political science with a possible minor in criminology. Fun fact, I was actually pre-med for the first, let's see, about three weeks of my time at UTD, in which I found out that I do not enjoy chemistry, biology, math, basically all of the pre-med prerequisites, and I just didn't enjoy pre-med as much as I thought I was. So I booked an appointment with Dr. Kirby, we talked about pre-law, and I loved it, and so I switched to political science. But unfortunately, I was stuck in all my pre-med classes for a whole semester, which was super fun. Zara, you want to talk to us a little bit about your major? Yeah, so right now I'm currently majoring in marketing. And I was thinking of double majoring um, in marketing political science, but recently I've been thinking more about double minoring instead. So that would be a marketing major and a double minor in um, political science and criminology, just because I've been thinking more and more about criminology as something I might want to go into in the future. Um, But for my major journey as well, kind of similar to Hania in that I actually applied to UTD and got accepted as a global business and supply chain double major, which is very different from what I'm doing or pursuing today. So I think my biggest thing is everybody, you know, has an identity crisis in their freshman year. I know I did. That's why I ended up completely changing my entire career path and what I thought I was interested in. 
but I basically saw that marketing was something um, I was really, really interested in. But at the same time, I knew that law was going to be my end goal. Law has kind of been my dream since middle school. It was actually like in eighth grade, I was really, really focused on actually becoming like the first Muslim president of the United States. And it wasn't like, it wasn't a pipe dream or anything. It was like, it was very realistic. I thought it was going to happen for sure. <laughs> but now here we are. And I'm just hoping I can figure out if criminal is for me um, through this internship I recently got accepted to. So basically, I will be going to the DA office in my county and kind of doing mostly secretarial work, but also looking over some cases um, and being able to you know, talk with some of the attorneys that come in and attend the court hearings. So we'll see what ends up happening. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely one thing that I really, really love about the pre-law journey. It's that you can major in anything. You could be majoring in engineering, in a business like Zara, in a normal, in kind of a very common major for pre-laws, like me, political science. You could major in anything and you can go to law school. You can even decide that law school is your thing junior or senior year and you can still go. I actually am one of those people that don't plan to go to law school straight after my undergrad. I've told Zara this a few times. I do want to become a paralegal, wait a few years and work a little bit, get some money to pay off um, law school tuition and then go. So that's one super great thing about that. I My personal interests are in politics and um, policy and Zara's is marketing and guys, Zara is such a great Business major. Oh my God. Zara has her own business right now, Arenda Change. Zara, do you want to talk to us about that? Have a little bit of free promo? Yeah, um, a little bit of a shameless plug. But yeah, so Arenda Change is a social impact clothing brand that I started with my friend. And basically, I kind of wanted to combine some of the things that make me who I am. So that would be my love for fashion and my love for modest fashion. Plus, my need to talk about causes that don't have a lot of light shed on them and they don't get a lot of media coverage. So, for example, a big thing was, you know, bringing awareness to the Uyghurs in China, to the genocide, the genocide that's happening before our eyes. A lot of people don't know about it. So that's why we dedicated um, our first collection, a part of our first collection to talking about that cause. So basically with each purchase, we donate 25% of those proceeds to a cause that our customers choose. So these are basically causes that, like I said, just need awareness brought to and kind of encourage a more world conscious view and our customers. So that's kind of a run to change, but that's why I am kind of actually looking more into corporate law now because I realized that I love entrepreneurship. I love everything about it. I love talking with entrepreneurs. I love the legal side of it as well. And I feel like I would love being a lawyer that helped young entrepreneurs, young or old, you know, really achieve their business dreams. Guys, I own, um, I own about three of Arenda's crewnecks. I'm one of their biggest fans. I'd like to say that I am their biggest fan and amazing, amazing quality. They become staples in my closet. I genuinely cannot imagine half of my outfits without them. So please check them out. It's Arenda Change on Instagram. You won't regret it. Yeah. And if you guys just end up ordering anything, um, which is basically just go to arendachange.com. 
be sure to refer Hanya here as the ambassador. She is one of our two ambassadors right now. So if you get to, if you can just refer her and she'll get part of the proceeds basically. Shameless promo on both of our sides. You love to <laughs> So a little bit about my pre-law journey. Like I said, I was pre-med my first semester and being pre-med wasn't something that I did out of the blue. I grew up surrounded by doctors, especially on my mom's side of the family, through my family friends. And I just kind of wanted to show them that, you know, like I can do it too. I can be a doctor. But when I came to college, I realized that I didn't really share the same passion and I wasn't doing pre-med for the correct reasons. And I don't want to be that type of doctor in the future. And in high school, like Zara said, like law was a dream. For me, it was something that I couldn't, that wasn't really attainable. I thought that it was just a silly dream for me. But then I talked to Dr. Kirby and we talked about how to become a lawyer and it just seemed a lot more real. And it seemed like something that could happen for me. So I went for it. Freshman year, I did nothing. Freshman year for me was more of understanding the transition to college, of doing well in my classes. I didn't do much extracurricular wise. I just tried to, you know, adapt to college. And I am actually very happy that I did that. I really enjoyed my freshman year. As soon as freshman year ended, I started freaking out. I was like, oh my God, I am so behind everybody else. While I was kind of just enjoying my time at UTD, a lot of people were pursuing their dreams. And I kind of felt very, very behind. So I tried to get involved on campus. I applied for the UTD moot court team. If you guys don't know, basically pre-law, there's about four different activities, I guess, in our pre-law department. There's the Innocence Project, there's Mediation, Moot Court, and Mock Trial. Moot Court is the only one that has any prerequisites to it. You have to have taken constitutional law or civil liberties beforehand. Good thing for me is that I had coincidentally taken constitutional law my first semester as a political science student, so I was like, oh, you know, might as well apply for the team. I got into the team and I have been competing this semester as well as next semester and it has been one of the best experiences that I've had at UTD, becoming really close with my teammates, becoming close with my partner. Basically, it's a club where you do appellate advocacy. Not a club per se, it's actually you do it for credit, you do it for class credit. Dr. Kirby is a coach, amazing, amazing coach. And basically, there you get a hypothetical court case. There's two issues to it. Your partner argues for one issue. You argue for another issue. You have about nine to 10 minutes to make your case. It's a very, there's a huge time pressure, of course, but it did really help me with my public speaking, which was my primary goal when entering. So I know that Zara is also interested in mock trial and moot court, and I think that everybody should do it. If they have a chance, everybody should apply. All four Innocence Project, Moot Court Mediation, Mock Trial, they're all amazing opportunities. I plan on applying for mediation as well next semester. And that's one thing that I do. The other thing, I guess, the thing that I'm most proud of myself for doing and is being a victim advocate for the Dallas Area Rape Crisis Center. Right now, there is no hospital accompaniment to survivors of sexual assault because of COVID unfortunately, but I am on the hotline every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Guys, if y'all know me, I don't wake up before 1 p.m. every single day, but I force myself to get up at 5 a.m. every Tuesday to be on this hotline, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Best experience I've had, if you guys can, every rape crisis center in a county offers this volunteer opportunity. 
it is the most wholesome opportunity. And I think that you should go and make a direct impact on your community and help out survivors. You make such an impact on their lives. It's unforgettable. And guys, just to butt in a little bit right here, I think what Hani just mentioned is so important when it comes to, you know, giving back. So a lot of the times, you know, why do people pursue law? Like most of the time, it's that that need to, you know, make a change, right? To really directly impact these people, whether they be something like startup entrepreneurs or immigrants or the underrepresented. And of course, it's not limited to that in any sort of way. But a big thing is just being able to, you know, give back to the community. And I think at this point in our lives, as college students, we are given the opportunity to do this in a different way. Maybe not as a lawyer or as like an attorney, but you're able to find causes like these and volunteer like Hanya is doing. I'm a really big believer in, you know, trying to get closer to attaining that goal by, you know, taking these baby steps as well. So if there's a certain nonprofit or organization that you feel really passionate about that you could see yourself doing like legal work for in the future, try and get involved now. Get involved in any way that you can. Because one day people might remember that and you might see yourself defending them in some case in the future. So that's just something to keep in mind. Exactly what Zara said. It's so important to get involved. And guys, there are so many opportunities out there. If you just look, there's something for everybody. So that's what I did. I took some time. Actually, every single day I'm on the search for different new opportunities for me to get involved in and make an impact. And a question that Zara and I get all the time is how to acquire an internship. Guys, I just want to stress that COVID has changed so many plans. And do not beat yourself up if you can't find a legal internship right now. Number one, legal internships are hard enough to find in a normal circumstances. But right now with COVID, a lot of them can't be remote. So that's number one, why there's not as many to be offered right now. Um, number two, internships, it's really hard to get it if you're looking for one that's a legal internship. Legal internships are really hard to find because number one, a lot of them require you to be a 1L, 2L, or 3L. And number two, a lot of them either require you to be a law student or they require you to have paralegal certification. That's just because, you know, to be a legal intern, there's a lot of responsibilities that you have that you really just need the knowledge for. That's knowledge that you can only acquire from a certification or from, you know, being a law student or being an attorney. So one thing that I did is I've applied to so many internships, you guys. I've applied to maybe, I guess, even like 40 just in the past two weeks. And I've applied to the biggest range of internships. I don't even know what I applied for. I applied for environmental policy. I applied for health internships. I've applied for entertainment internships, some podcast internships, a lot of nonprofits as well. I've just been applying to a lot. Because you never know which one you're going to fit into. And I feel like right now, the best benefits of you being a college student is that you can explore such a wide range of interests before you narrow down which one is for you. So don't beat yourself up. Just keep trying. If you guys ever need direct help, please reach out to Zara and I. Also, networking is a huge part of getting an internship. So make sure to network with professionals. That's one great thing that WPL tries to do for you guys is to bring in seasoned professionals to talk about their experiences so that you can meet them and learn from them. 
Yeah. And just to kind of go off of that, the thing with internships is here's the thing. I'm also a really big believer. And if you can't find something, if you can't attain something like an internship, make that opportunity for yourself. So what does that mean? Basically, going into law school and being a lawyer, there are a lot of skills that go along with that, right? So you have to be a good writer. You have to love reading. You have to be logical. You have to work on your analytical skills, right? Kind of pick those skills apart and see what you need to work on and then find opportunities and internships that relate to those goals or relate to those skills, right? So for example, a lot of marketing internships, they require writing skills. You could apply for a marketing internship and then later on when asked about it by maybe law schools in an interview, say that, hey, I needed to work on my writing skills or I wanted to better develop my writing skill set because I know it's important for law schools and that's why I am including this on my resume. And this goes so many different ways. So try not to get like, don't just go for those cookie cutter type of internships and opportunities that are like, oh, legal work for a nonprofit. Because first of all, those, as Hania just said, they're really, really limited and they're not looking for college students because college students don't have that knowledge yet. We just haven't gone to law school. That's why most of them look for 1L, 2L, 3L students, right? So Another just example of, you know, find uh, another example of making those opportunities for yourself is, for example, this past summer, I started working on my own book called Kismet. And I've kind of done the first draft and I'm going through editing right now. But one of the biggest things with Kismet was I wanted to work on my writing skills. So what's the best way to work on your writing skills other than writing a whole book, right? So that's a big thing with just creating opportunities for yourself because I was one of the people who also lost an internship that summer, the summer of COVID, just because the situation was so unprecedented and everything. And I don't blame anybody for it or anything like that. But just given that extra amount of time and because I was privileged enough to have that time presented to me, I tried reworking that back into what can I do? What skills can I improve on that apply to law school? So just keep that in mind, guys. And another thing is if you do end up landing an internship, first of all, congratulations. But second of all, don't get discouraged if it's unpaid. I think a lot of people don't understand this, but legally what happens is if internships are unpaid, it's because the intern themselves doesn't present enough help to the organization that deems it to be payable. So for example, that's why so many internships require 1L, 2L, 3L, because at that point, you're at a point where your knowledge, you can give that organization your knowledge as a legal advisor of sorts, right? And we're just not at that point. Yeah. And sometimes, guys, your first internship, it won't be your dream internship. Of course, I would love to work in a law firm, but currently, right now, just for the situation, like Zara and I have mentioned, it just isn't very plausible for a lot of people. So, my first internship was for the Candace Valenzuela for Congress campaign um, this summer for the runoff election. It was a lot of phone banking, text banking, and data entry. And, you know, phone banking can be very scary for a lot of people, you know, calling, calling a lot of random people, telling them to vote. You know, it's, it's not as easy as cake. I don't know if that's the correct phrase. <laughs> it's not a very easy job. It is very rigorous. It definitely was not my dream job, but I learned so much 
from that internship. I learned how to engage with my community. I learned how to mobilize voters. I learned a lot of lessons I did not expect to learn out of that internship, and I wouldn't trade it in for the world. So whatever internship you guys secure, if you secure an internship, just learn and take whatever you can from that internship because internships are a blessing. And a lot of us are very privileged to have had. And through consistent effort, guys, just keep trying and you guys will find one. And if you can't, do not blame yourself. Try and take advantage of the time right now and make it make your own opportunity. Be an entrepreneur. But I do want everybody to remember that you are doing so, so, so good. COVID has changed a lot of plans and wrecked complete havoc. And however you're coping, if it's getting extra sleep or if it's starting your own company, it's more than enough. Zara, do you want to just talk about really quickly about how you keep sane during this crazy, crazy time? Yeah, so I think a big thing that students forget in college is the things that really make them happy, hobbies, right? So I really think that at least doing one thing from your hobby per se is important to keep your sanity. Like for example, I am obsessed with foreign dramas, specifically Turkish dramas and Korean dramas. I love them. They love me. Um, Guys, obsessed is an understatement for Zara. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, When I start one, if I really like it, I will literally like, it'll be 5am and I'll keep watching, which isn't necessarily the most healthy, but you know what? It makes me happy. (laughs) So I think the biggest thing is like, like, for example, no matter how late it is, I will always at least get one episode in because it's like I need it for closure for the entire day. Like I just, I need it to be happy that day. I just hope y'all understand though that one episode is two and a half hours. Um, <laughs> that, that's normal. One episode is like a movie. But Zara, it, it, it helps Zara a lot. <laughs> Guys, I started a Turkish drama last week and I told Zara about it. I was like, hey Zara, you should watch this drama. I'm five episodes in. And then the next day, Zara texts me and she's like, hey, I just finished the whole series. And I'm like, um, what, do you, what do you mean you finished the whole series? He's like, and I'm like, there's 22 episodes out right now. She's like, yeah, I just stayed up and I just watched it all. And I'm like, oh my God. But you know what, guys? Zara had worked so hard that week that she deserved it. She deserved to watch 22 episodes of two and a half hours. But good thing, guys, is that Zara like skipped through it. Right, Zara? Yeah, I usually just skip. It's really bad. I skip to like the parts where like, so okay, first of all, I'm like a huge romantic, okay? Like, I'm just putting that out there. Um, So I just skip to the parts with the boy and the girl. (laughs) Okay, but there's a reason that she does that. The, the, The main couple, they're so adorable, guys. I don't even know how to pronounce the drama, but you guys should watch it. How do we pronounce this art? Is it Sen Kal? Um, Sen, Sen Jal? Uh, jal, sen jal copy me, but the jal is C A L. Guys, I wish y'all could hear um, Sara's Turkish. Um, <laughs> it's it's the best. Okay, we're gonna move on from this before they they stop listening. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, while Sara's favorite hobby is to watch Turkish and Korean drama, something that really helps calm me down, especially during final season and whenever I'm studying is to light a candle. 
I have a serious addiction with candles. They're my favorite gift to get and they're my favorite gift to gift as well. I just find them to be so calming, so stress relieving. I love them so much. So that's something really, really small, right? Like nobody would think, oh, lighting a candle is your favorite part of the day. You know, it's kind of sad to say that out loud that my favorite part of the day is to light a candle, but it is one of my favorite parts of the day as well as getting my daily cup of coffee. So, you know, guys, whatever makes you happy, that's all that's important, right? Of course, Zara and I have no idea what's going to happen, but we do plan on taking the LSAT soon, maybe next, maybe the beginning of next fall. I believe for both of us, we're just on the hunt constantly for internships in the future. And mainly we're just here to, you know, help guide others, have people guide us and overall just have a good time, guys. College, it's not supposed to be as stressful as it is right now. I don't think it is at least. Um, So whatever you're doing, however you're coping, you guys are doing great. And I hope you guys remember that. And just to kind of add on to that, guys, Please don't look at what me and Hanya are talking about and feel like you're getting behind or feel like you need to do more. Wherever wherever you are right now is fine. It's perfect. Yes, try and go for more things if you really think you need to. Apply to internships, apply to extracurriculars, create those opportunities for yourself. But also prioritize yourself. Make sure you also you have enough free time to, you know, like watch an episode at night and not sleep at 5 a.m. like I do. So just just don't measure how well you're doing by how busy you are because that really isn't how it works. And make sure that whatever you're doing, whatever you're trying to do, whatever makes you busy, at least make sure you are enjoying what you're doing. And if you guys ever have any questions about internships, extracurriculars, law school, LSAT, anything at all, just even personal questions, please don't hesitate to come to Zara and I. We would love to speak with you. I don't know if you can tell, but both of us are very talkative people and we love meeting new people. So please reach out. We'd love to talk to you guys. And we hope that you can we can provide you with the answers that you're looking for. But if not, just please remember that Dr. Kirby, the pre-law advisor, is an amazing resource. And if you guys haven't talked to her and you are interested in pre-law, please set up an appointment. I promise you, you won't regret it. She has so much wisdom to offer, more than a lot of people. So make sure to make an appointment soon. And I see, Zara, that that is it for today's Under Oath episode. I hope you all enjoyed listening to our professional and personal journeys as pre-law students. Zara, if you would do the honors. Of course. This is Under Oath and I Arrest My Case.